Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined by Kath from Attic Bruco, who dares to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise Brew. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Hello, welcome, welcome. We have Kath with us from Attic. We're talking today about their Brave Noise beer. So Kath, do you want to introduce yourself quick? Talk about... (laughs) talk about attic talk about who you are what you do hi um, thanks for having me on that's really exciting um and it's really exciting to talk about brave noise so uh yeah you're right i work for attic bruco uh we're based in birmingham in sturchley just to the south of the city uh just across the road from cadbury's so you can combine a nice trip to cadbury world with coming to drink some beers uh i've worked for attic for about 18 months now and they started five years ago um, founded by two friends, Sam and Ollie, who were at university together. Sam is a home brewer, um, and Ollie's just a very keen beer drinker. Um, they both left university and went to do other things, and then realised that actually what they wanted to do was was start a brewery. I don't know if you asked them now if they would still say the same, but <laughs> there we are, we are where we are. Um, the brewery's really expanded a lot since we started. Um, the first brewery was was really small and was in the same area as the tap room. Um, we're based in two now warehouses which are over 100 years old so that's pretty cool um, when the brewery started there was like 4,000 litres fermentation um, last summer we went up to about 55,000 and as of two weeks ago when we had some new tanks in we got over 90,000 litres now wow so yeah it's a big expansion in the space yeah. of five years but yeah so we have a tap room on site um, where we serve our own beers and guests. Um, and we also have a second bar now in the jewelry quarter called the Barrel Store, where we're going to be able to do barrel aged beers and mixed fermentations. So that's really exciting. Oh, that's really exciting. I feel like I've already got, like, th- there's already questions that I want to ask that I'm going to hold off <laughs> asking because it's, because it's a Brave Noise episode. I'm not going to ask about that, but we're going <laughs> to have you back on at some point so we can talk. Because, like, I've already got questions about, like, being in a building that, that that's that old and like, all these other amazing questions that I'm like, ah, don't, don't say. Right, but also, you, you are, from my experience, the friendly face that you see at lots of different beer festivals where you guys go i mean you've done quite a lot of the festivals i feel like i always see you like floating about and it's always like hey yeah so we're a pretty small team um we've expanded quite a lot actually since i joined so when when i joined i really was the first kind of full-time salesperson so i'm the business development manager um for attic bruco and basically before then ollie um was pretty much doing all of the sales himself so when I started um, in April 2022, I have to remember what year it is because we all lost some we years. Lost so many. <laughs> Who knows what year we're on now? Um, so when I started like last year in, in April, I really was kind of the first person to, to be kind of full time in sales. Um, and since then, um, Jo, who was already part of the business, she's become more full time in sales and now she's moved in to do a lot of our marketing. So she's also getting involved in lots of events. Um, and then John has joined us um, as well recently um, in a sales role too. So we've we've really expanded. But yeah, I seem to kind of get the, I don't know whether it's the short straw, but 
I love a beer festival, so I actually don't mind going and working at them all. Um, it can be hard work, but I really like getting out there and, you know, sharing the beers with people and talking about them and, and getting people to try our beers, particularly if it's, you know, not local. That really makes a big difference. And you're a very inviting face to see as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. like when you're going around, you're like, what, what beer am I going to have? And you're like, going to go see Kath and get a beer. Yeah. It's when you see you cross the room and there's like a wave and then it's like, I'll be over in a minute. I was um, really sad that I like unexpectedly ended up at Sudsfest and you went there and I was like, oh, Kath's a different one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a prime weekend where we had yeah. three events um, all on the same weekend. So we had Suds, you're right, in, in Birmingham. Ollie and I had gone up to Leeds to be at Amity Fest. And we had a small local festival just around the corner from the brewery as well. So, yeah, we, we spread ourselves a bit thin that weekend. It definitely happens. <laughs> um, well, so the beer. Yes. First, I, I want to say it. I absolutely love the label on this one. Thank like, you. it really combines like the artwork that I expect from Attic and the Brave Noise stuff. Like, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Like, Thank so you. For those that are listening, it looks like the Brave Noise logo on the other ones, um, but it's it's got like a nice kind of orangey, peachy colour behind the letters yeah. and there's like that, not, that, like the textural bit that I, that you get from the Attic artwork because I always really lovely patterns is over the text and I, I just I think it's lovely and the colours look like that little turquoise in the background there and I love, love that it. there's the the hops like down the side as well yeah yes. and yes. so good I, that's, yeah. I love that that's yeah. on the labels as well so yeah we're great. we're super lucky actually because we actually have our own um in-house designer Pierce nice he does all of our artwork all of our graphics, all of the designs that you see on the cans or any of our branding, our pull-up signs, our flags, anything like that. Pierce looks after all of that and is, yeah, incredibly talented. Um, great branding. I love it. And it's, yeah, I really love that, you know, we kind of kept the essence of the Brave Noise label, but we also made it Attic at the same time. Yeah. Um, we always try and include um, the hops or at least a breakdown of the flavour on the side um, we made sure to include the women in beer logo on the front and we'll come and talk about them i'm sure in a bit um, and also a little qr code there to link through to our code of practice which obviously is a really important part of the brave noise movement love it love it um did you do well i, can, I mean i can see from the list, this list of hops that um, you haven't done exactly the same um as the regular as the regular recipe um would you like to tell us how it's changed up a little bit i'm gonna drink while you do that yeah because i can't it smells so good it smells so good that it i does can't smell really good anymore. <laughs> so yeah you're right so obviously we got the the recipe um as well as the artwork over from you know the folks in the us um and, and they said this was kind of the standard recipe that they've been using and our head brewer sam um had a little sort of email chat with them and said look you know can we change this up a little bit can we fix it you know change a few things mainly it's driven by um the hops that we already had on contract um you know as you'll know joe particularly you know hops are expensive and so we yep. wanted to be able to utilize stuff we already had um as well as that i have to say that bath has very kindly gave us some sabro incognito uh which Exciting. went yeah which went into the whirlpool i tipped it in myself um 
so yeah we tended to use them generally like hops that we already had available um they're also quite kind of classic attic hops um we're very into the tropical flavors um just like you know the kind of little tiny bit of hot bitterness little bit of coconut in there as well um the kind of mangoes you know nice pineapples that kind of flavors so um and obviously you know the folks at, at brave noise were happy for us to change up the recipe as we as we saw fit um so yeah that's really why we made the changes um to utilize what we had and obviously to utilize you know the great nice gift we had from you guys at bath Hass as well that makes perfect sense because then you get yeah. a little bit more money that you can give to your callers yes exactly yeah, yep. the sabro really like comes yep. through so like beautifully as well and it's, okay. it doesn't like overpower all the other flavors as well it's just, oh, yeah it's so good. yeah i think the incognito in the um in the wool worked really well um for that so i'll just yeah. smile at that <laughs> <laughs> i can get the talus as well but i love a bit of talus i know some people yeah. aren't keen on it, but i love i love talus so we've got sabro talus mosaic and hbc 586 in this as well oh, yes lovely. we had a little bit of um sultana salvo as well um in the whirlpool but yeah the mosaic talus and hbc 586 uh, were all part of the dry hop nice it's just so drinkable like i've bought i, I have like bought some cans from elusive as well because they had <laughs> cans there as well and i was like just buy just buy all of the ones that you can get because it is I, they've, they've still got a few left as well and this is just like absolutely beautiful and it's just like i want to get i feel like people i work with will really enjoy this as well um and i feel like it when you talk about ones that are like you know balances like saison and i'm like oh they might not that might not be their demographic i feel like this is like people i work with will really enjoy this i'm like i want to go buy more cans and <laughs> bring yeah. it to work because it is so sessionable and easy to drink cool i mean that you know our our wheelhouse at attic you know what we what we do most often is you know pails ipas neepers etc that's that's where we excel i think in 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 brewing and and like you say as well Tori one thing we're really keen on with all of our beers is that it makes you want to kind of go and have another sip or another pint you know you get to the end you go oh god I'll have another one of those you know we want it to be a, a a beer to bring all of our beers to be you know beers to bring people together and just to enjoy and you know just have fun with so I guess this leads us on to the big question is the why did Addict decide to get involved in brewing a Brave Noise beer cool um obviously when i started um i knew already like a lot about brave noise um i'd read all the stuff that you know led up to it kind of being created as a movement um and seen other breweries making it um so when i joined Athic, it was one of the things i was really keen to to get us involved with um i think as a small business it's this kind of code of conduct and ways of working type thing is something which takes time when there's only a few of you in the brewery and in the office etc it's quite easy to sort of all be on the same page if that makes sense but i think yeah. as a business grows it's good to have that structure and that um kind of framework so that people know what is expected of them and what you know we will and will not you know allow to, to happen in our workplace um, I think as well, the other thing about Brave Noise, and I'm sure you, you ladies and, and lots of people listening will will know this too, is that I think there's probably not many of us in the beer industry um, 
who haven't experienced some sort of um i don't know discrimination uh for want of a better word i guess um be that at a festival or in the workplace or in a bar etc where you're treated slightly differently and and that you know i've experienced that and i think it's something that we all need to show as an industry that we're serious to stop you know that we won't we won't we won't allow that to happen in our workplace or in our taproom or our bar we want to be like really inclusive and i think by publishing a code of conduct and by making a brave noise we are kind of putting our head above the parapet and saying yeah we're doing this now folks we're we're committed to sticking to this it's easy to say oh yeah like we'll be inclusive but i think in doing this you know you're really kind of putting it out there i mean we had a national launch for this beer at like 16 venues around the uk so there's pretty much a lot of the uk now knows that that attic is committed to to having you know an inclusive and non-discriminatory workplace i love that that's so great i think it is something that is really it is just i think part of the sticking your head above the parapet as well it's more you almost open yourself up as well to like have people challenge you in it and hold you accountable so it's like you might know you're doing all the right things but also it's kind of like put out there as well to say to other people like if you don't feel like we're doing the right things like let us know and we're willing it, it shows a willingness to have the conversation as well yeah. and i think that's you know i've i've heard some places i've heard the argument that sometimes places are like oh well what happens if we do this and then you know down the line somebody has an issue or whatever and it's like yeah but actually by doing it and putting your head above the parapet it's actually a really positive thing because it's showing that this is your intention and this is like promoting a positive conversation as well of like if there are concerns then then let's then let's talk about them yeah. i think a lot of places like almost shy away and they're afraid of that and and yeah. it's not something that should be shied away from yeah and we're all just I we're think... all just human yeah. aren't we like we can all make mistakes but it's how you deal with that in the long run and if you've got that framework in place saying this is how we're going to deal with it then that can only be a good thing yeah and i think it sets up you know for it it gives us something to to point to whether that be in the tap room or at a festival if somebody in our space is not behaving in a way that that we find appropriate we have something now which we can say look this is on the website by coming into the tap room or by coming in to be a contractor in the brewery you're agreeing to do this and you know for whatever reason whatever you've done isn't isn't acceptable to us we've got something which says you're committing to this by by coming to be part of our team or part of our one of our guests you know in the tap room so i think that's important and it was good actually one of the venues that was part of the launch actually sent me a message and said oh it was really good because having the beer on the bar actually started conversations people asking about what is brave noise what does it mean why have you got this in your bar um, and they were saying how good it was to be able to have those conversations with people you know and, and, and raise people's awareness because I think we all know the story behind how it started we all know some of the awful things that have gone on probably a lot of your everyday drinkers probably don't know so in in highlighting this and saying to people look you know have a think about where you're buying your beer from i think it's really important yeah i know even more recently i still had people 
yeah people still asking the questions more recently mm. to me of like oh what you know you post a lot about this stuff like what actually is it and mm. i'm like you know it is that thing that almost takes a minute because we've been talking about this stuff for so long that mm. it it feels like oh everyone knows what this is but yeah. it's just a sobering reminder that not still we, we, we have things where people don't know like the average everyday person that's not necessarily into craft beer and some of these venues might just have people that that's their local and yeah. they're not necessarily you know in the craft beer scene they might not know about that so going there like you said it's a conversation starter and i yeah. think it's really important as well having that you know that code of conduct like you said it is a here's what it almost displays like here's what we're willing to tolerate and here's yeah. what we're not willing to tolerate and if you come in here you know what we're what we're not going to put up with and we're not going to tolerate mm. um so yeah it's just a really positive thing i think yeah agreed um so we we touched on it briefly while we were talking about the can art um but can you tell us which cause you're supporting and why you chose this particular cause <laughs> so um yeah we are supporting uh, women in beer in edinburgh so there used to be beers without beards and they've just changed their name to be Women in Beer, which is amazing. Um, I've known Amelie for a long time, who runs it. Um, and she's always been incredibly inspirational and, and very um, vocal in her support and championing of, of women and, and, you know, minorities within the, within the beer industry. And I've always found her very supportive as, as I've sort of moved through my career as well and, and, and in friendship too. I was lucky enough to go up to the Women in Beer Festival when it happened in 2019. I think it was up in Edinburgh, um, which was great just to be together with so many sort of great people talking about beer and stuff like that. So when we had a look, we thought, you know, which would we support? I think important for me particularly as well in supporting this is that, you know, it started out as a group to help and promote um, women drinking beer. Um, I think we're going to talk a minute, like in a few minutes that, you know, I run a ladies beer group here in Birmingham, Birmingham called Brum Beer Babs, you know, and I'm very uh, inspired by other groups around the country doing this, um, getting women to drink beer, getting women to try things, try new beers, talk about them, etc. without any pressure of, you know, perhaps a bit of mansplaining along the way. Um, and I think also... Amelie's obviously just announced recently, and this is partly what our money will go towards, is her new mentorship scheme, which I think is like super amazing. So um, and the mentors that she's got involved are just incredible, really, really incredible people. Um, and I know she's already had like a lot of applications um, for people already to, to be mentored um, by these folks. And yeah, I think it's going to be really good. So I'm really excited that we're able to help Amelie um, and the women in beer team to to realise this this cool you, new mentorship scheme. It was honestly hearing about that. I was just like, this is the thing that Joe. So like Joe and I have had so many conversations, not on the podcast, just like off the podcasting with various different people, like across the industry of when we've done interviews, and then like some conversations would lead down a certain path, and then afterwards we'd be sort of chatting about it, and we're like, oh what they're doing in the US it's like they've got this situation and that and that scheme and all these different things that they've got out there across the across the US and we just kept being like something ha like we have to have something like that over here like how do we not have something like that over here and we've just been like someone's got to, someone's got to do it and then when we saw that we were like oh my god it's amazing it's, it's, it's happening so <laughs> I think it's going to be such a 
positive thing yeah. across the board. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that like rolled out, that first wave yeah. be rolled mm-hmm. out and to see like people's experiences off the back end of that and just seeing people grow and develop. And it was just, I don't know, for me, as a person that's sort of not, like I'm not getting involved, it was just reading that and being like, oh my God, I, I know that this is something that I felt would be so amazing to have someone do and seeing it happen. It's like, yes, <laughs> it's very exciting. That's so exciting. And the Women in Beer Festival, like I went this past November and it's like, it's small, but it's so mighty. Like you get in a room with all of these amazing people that you just get to connect with and hear what they're doing and, and discuss things and you're just making connections. Like if the mentorship is any, like is then the extension of that i can't see it being anything but successful so fingers crossed that this is gonna have big things coming out of it i think and yeah. we'll put the link to uh to the website about it in the show notes and the patreon is up now so we'll put that in there as well so people can also donate to the patreon for it as well yeah i've been sharing it i've been sharing it when i've seen it yeah. shared and it's like i just i find it really ins- just watching the the live feed this past the the one that's just passed that joe's at as well like i just found it really inspiring just listening it, it makes me feel energized and inspired and it's like yeah. i don't even work in beer and i was like <laughs> i'm energized and it's inspired like you, you must feel both of you must feel like even more buzzing about it i mean you don't get yeah. paid to be in beer but you do plenty in the beer community you, you yeah you're welcome you're all right don't worry you're in the gang you're in the gang i'm there feeling energized and good to go so i can only imagine like how, how you both feel yeah you're in the gang or the cult i'm not quite sure yeah. which <laughs> it is but yeah it's, one it's of them. on the cult. day if it's a cult it's a fun one we have beer we have all kinds of beer it's great yeah it's we've fun. got a good chat um sp- speaking of getting in the cult uh <laughs> the foot the, the beer the in beer meetups the fun there in the gang um yeah you you mentioned briefly about the brum beer bumps tell us about uh i guess the conception of that when it started and sort of how it's progressed and, and where it is today yeah so um it's a super fun thing actually um started so we had our sixth birthday this year so it started like six years ago just with me and like a couple of girlfriends kind of in the pub having a beer and you know how it is you look around and you think oh like we might be the only women in here or we're in the minority or you know maybe there are some women but they're not drinking beer and I don't have a problem with that drink whatever you like like. but you know and and you know thinking about experiences in the past you know mostly where you've gone into a pub and you know you've you've ordered a pint i remember i used to go out to, to lunch with a friend of mine that I used to work with and he, he's a wine drinker i'm a beer drinker and we'd go to the bar and order a pint and a glass of wine and they put the glass of wine in front of me of and the pint of beer in front of him so you know that kind of thing just got me thinking and obviously already existing at that point um were ladies that beer which julie runs up in liverpool i think they'd been already going for about a year 18 months at this point um, and I kind of thought, do you know what, maybe there's an opportunity here for, you know, maybe there are more like-minded women out there who would like a place to go and have a beer and, you know, not worry about trying it and going, oh, I don't like it or, oh, well, I've never had a, 
an IPA before or I've never had a Saison or I don't know what this is or what does this word mean without the worry of having the sort of tutting, eye-rolling kind of thing, which it's not, you know, I'm, I'm tarring everybody with very, very broad brush here. This doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, I'm sure we've all experienced this sort of when you're starting out in your beer journey and you don't know what a certain style of beer is or that, you know, HB586 is a hop. Right. You know, I mean, when they don't have a name, yeah. you get confused. Yeah, right. let's be real. It doesn't have I, to happen all the time. It just has to happen one time for somebody yeah. to absolutely yeah. be stripped of their confidence to ever go back. Like, I feel like exactly. you could go into a situation and you're going, oh, that's great. I'm going to try this. And I'm excited and I'm keen. And, all, and, and three times before that, you could have a really great experience. But that fourth time, someone could just knock the wind right out of you. And if you don't have that system around you and you're on your own there, you might be yeah. like, you know what? clearly this isn't meant for me yeah and i'm all set yeah i think and also as well you know two things out of that as well that you know for a lot of women going into a pub on their own is quite a daunting experience yeah um you know depending on the pub i mean i'm 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 a pretty tough old soul by now and i i pretty much don't mind um but for a lot of women it can be quite an intimidating experience particularly you know kind of oldie worldy type pubs which can be quite dark and you don't really know who's in there and then you're sort of confronted by you know maybe a lot of hand pulls so you don't know do I like cask beer etc you know that's part of it and also certainly that although this is getting better that you know a lot of women have the feeling that they don't like beer you know either because they've tried lots of say very fizzy lager for example or they've tried like a really traditional pint of cask that's like super bitter yeah and, and really horrid i mean prime example is that i had a lady at a beer festival just recently and i said oh you know do you want to try something she went oh that's okay i don't like hops and i went oh, okay and i actually gave her some of our intuition to try which is our core pale which is really really tropical and she tried oh that's really nice so it isn't that she doesn't like hops because all the flavor from that comes from the hops yeah Right. It's because she does bitter things, which is fine. So from Beer Babs really kind of started from all of those kind of things in my mind, thinking about getting together. Um, and so, yeah, it started in April. What would it be? 2017? Yeah, 2017. Um, I had no idea if anyone would turn up. I had no idea if it would last one month, six months, whatever. But, you know, here we are six years later. Um, we carried on all the way through the pandemic. We met online every month through the pandemic in exactly the same way as we would meet if we could do it for real. Um, we did all kinds of fun things. We had um, a Christmas quiz online and a lesson about glassware. And we had a, a birthday beer tasting with campervan from, from Edinburgh, from Leith. Amazing. So, yeah, we've managed to keep it going for, for six years. Um, in the last couple of years, so for our fifth birthday, um, I started to organise Brum Brewfest, which is a festival that happens in April for the Babs. Ideally, it was because it was our fifth birthday, so it was a big celebration. Um, and it, rather than a physical festival in one venue, it encompasses venues across the city. So we had 21 venues 
last year. This year we had 32 venues. Wow. That's insane. So <laughs> it runs over a weekend. People get a little paper map or paper list of venues and they have to go around and collect a stamp in five different venues. So they have to have a drink in five different venues. And then if they're lucky enough, if they're quick enough, they get a badge designed by Punks and Chancers. So the Yes Bab. I've got my badge from them over there. I've seen your your festival, air quotes, two years in a row. And every time it's on, I'm like, oh, I want to go do that. That looks so fun. And I, I'm always busy. And I just get massive FOMO because it looks so much fun. <laughs> And the badge is so fun. Like one year, I'm going to get to it if you keep doing it. If I keep doing it. Yeah, I keep doing it. So, yeah, we've done it for the last two years. Um, we do it in April, which is which when it's our birthday. So, yeah, that's something that's just come out of it, really, where I felt like, you know, particularly post-pandemic, you know, being able to support independent venues, breweries, yeah. you know, tap rooms, bars, restaurants, etc., across the city just more important than ever um yeah and it's it's really popular we had 500 badges this year um so limited edition once they're gone they're gone and they'd all gone it starts on a thursday and runs till the sunday and they'd pretty much all gone by saturday afternoon wow so i feel like that is i would never met oh because i'd be like oh i can get there on a friday <laughs> evening yeah and at that point it'd be like it's gone <laughs> and it's gone and then she'd be yeah they go they go they'd lasted a couple of days it was better i learned from the first year we had a lot less so there were more but there were more venues obviously this year yeah um i think this year there was one i certainly saw pictures of one couple who'd done all 32 venues by saturday afternoon it's wow. pretty impressive so impre that's that really impressive, impressive. <laughs> i know and they're all across the city they're not just in the city center yeah. they're in all the suburbs as well so yeah, that was a pretty impressive. Uh, That's really impressive. Yeah. That's planning. Joe, next April, next <laughs> April, this could be our mission. <laughs> yeah. We could we could be that duo. We it could, could be the two of us. <laughs> like yay, you got a badge. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, it's amazing how uh, popular the the Punks and Chances brand is here. Oh yeah, in Birmingham, um, you know and. and you know the fact is they're a limited edition so once they're gone they're gone so yeah but yeah that's fun so yeah it's just a, the brum beer thing is just fun we have some people who've come like from day one come like nearly every month and then we have a few people who kind of dip in and out we have new people there's no pressure to turn up every month just come along sometimes we'll do an event more often than not we just meet up in a local independent bar or tap room and just have a few beers and a chat and yeah just hang out how did you originally advertise for it was that like on on facebook or like how how was you, did you originally get the first crew together so it was on social media so we're on facebook and we're on twitter um for as long as that's gonna it's not twitter now is it x we're x, on x. Oh, I don't, really about that. I don't anyway. know. One day, one day the logo, I barely use it. And then one day the logo is just different. And I was like, oh, I guess it's called something different now. <laughs> now I had no everyone, idea. Yeah. Everyone is still going to call it Twitter. It's like when they change the names of things, you still call it by the old name. Right. That's everyone is absolutely well, still, it's still it called. Twitter. It's still called a tweet. Yeah. Like, what are you, what's he going to call it? it? Like, 
X something like that doesn't work. Like yeah, it doesn't work. So, but yeah, so it started. Started like that. Actually, it started as basically it started. You know, Facebook and Twitter, and we still continue to use Facebook and Twitter. Um, if I remember, I try and share it on my Instagram as well with like the hashtag um, for Brumbeerbabs, but we don't have our own Instagram. Um, the Brewfest does. The Brewfest has an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook, um, which is kind of active, usually just during the festival, to be honest. So it, in the run up to and then obviously during the festival. But yeah, that's how we tend to organise our meetups, just like that. So you just kind of watch online, you know, say, oh, we're meeting on, you know, this Thursday at this place at this time. Um, but yeah, that's how it started, really. Actually, the first time we met was at the Wolf, which is where we... So that's our birthplace. Um, and it was actually a five points beer tasting. Ah, amazing. Which was really good, really fun. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And as I say, it's just kind of grown from there, really. So we have a quite a big following on socials. Um, and then, as I say, in the meetups, we'll have anything from, sometimes we'll only have like three or four people. Sometimes we'll have 23 people. It just depends on who's around, you know. And do you just show up and it's kind of like a, we just go and talk about our day and, and the yeah. beer and just enjoy each other's company or do you do like specific themes or? Yeah, a mixture of stuff really. Generally, it's just a meetup. Um, so we'll say we're going to be in this bar. People will turn up. We talk about the beers that are on, like have you had this beer before? Um, you know, oh, haven't tried a, you know, pink marshmallow chocolate brownie jelly stout before let's have one of those <laughs> or something like that yeah. um, you know and we talk about that and we talk about you know things that maybe we've seen about the beer industry or people might have questions about a beer or a style or, or stuff like that sometimes we'll do events um you know sometimes we'll do specific tastings if there's like a meet the brewer somewhere we might go to that um Sometimes we'll go and have like food or we'll do a quiz or yeah, it's just different things really. It's kind of like, I don't want to make it too heavy for people, you know, just turn up. The idea is just to make it like a really kind of welcoming space so that if you're coming to it first off, you know, if you know lots about beer or you know nothing about beer, you know, there's a space at the table for you. That's amazing. And to bring it back to the Brave Noise, you guys, for the launch of the of Brave Noise, you had like a meetup or something, didn't you? Yeah, so we had a meetup at Cherry Reds, um, which is a really amazing kind of cafe bar in the centre of Birmingham, um, run by an incredible woman called Jen, who's an absolute legend in the Birmingham beer scene. Um, and yeah, so we had a meetup there. And it was really nice, actually, because uh, Andy from Elusive actually was in town during the day um, for another event. And so I was able to meet up with him and have a pint of Brave Noise as well, uh, which was really cool. So Nicest man in Brewing. He's such a nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Who doesn't love Andy? Like, it's everyone loves true. Andy. And if you don't love Andy, then there's obviously like, something there's wrong with something you. Wrong there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's a problem with you. It's a problem with you, actually. with you, not with Andy. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to sort of, I guess, the original 
overarching questions about the brave noise are what changes i guess from your personal perspective but also if you know from kind of attic's perspective as well what what changes would you like to see within the industry around this inclusivity and equality topic i think for me it's about yeah we talked a bit about this before but it's being it's being transparent you know and and putting your stake in the ground and saying, here we are, we have a code of conduct. This is the behavior we expect from people. These are the things we won't accept, you know, and, and to promote that and not only just for breweries and, you know, their associated tap rooms, I think festivals, you know, we've seen in past years where there's been some really awful behavior at festivals. I think, you know, now I see festivals who say, here's our code of conduct, but I still feel there's more that festivals could do to kind of promote it more. You know, I don't see, I, I want to see stuff on their socials saying, if you're coming to our festival, this is the sort of behavior we won't tolerate. And if someone yeah. reports this, you, you're straight out the door. You know, I've experienced in festivals where I've reported people for poor behavior and, and then 10 minutes later, the person is walking past the bar again. And you're like, but I've just, that person's just done something which is you know not not acceptable behavior so i think you know have a code of conduct promote it and then act upon it if someone says this person has said or done something which has made me feel uncomfortable then that person should go it's yeah. you know it needs to be acted upon and it's about that transparency and and you know sticking to your guns i think um it's for us as well, kind of with the brewery and with the tap room, we're always trying to see how we can more promote kind of inclusivity. Um, it's part of everyone's training now when they join us, you know, to, to be, you know, to read and, and agree to the code of conduct. Um, we want our tap room to continue to be a really safe and inclusive space for people to come to. And I think it is. We get a really diverse kind of group of people coming in. Um, we use the Ask for Angela um, initiative and we also have um, like a mental health helpline number um, displayed in our toilets as well. So if people are just having a hard time, that's something for them. Um, and we have signs around saying, you know, we have zero tolerance to, to any type of discriminatory behaviour. Um, but I think there's always more we can do. Um, and I think, you know, continuing to make sure people know that if they come and see us or they come to, to work with us or be a contractor, you know, this is what we expect. And, you know, I think that's the thing for other breweries too. It's, you know, just about sort of making it obvious that this is what you stand for and this is what you won't put up with. Yeah, that's what one of the things that Ruth said when she was telling us about how they've set up their code of conduct at, at Elusive, that like, she can now give that to festivals and be like, if you don't match our code of conduct, then we can't work with you because yeah. we've all got to be on the same page to make this work. Yeah, it's the actively asking, like yeah. what, what when she had said sort of like going forward when they when they attend festivals, it's like, do you have a code of conduct? If you don't have a code of conduct, I'm not sure we can be at your mm -hmm. festival. And it's like, that's almost kind of putting that accountability back on the festival to make sure they have things in place or at least answer the difficult questions as to like why you don't have something in mm -hmm. place but 
Yeah, I, nothing makes me smile more than when I go into the toilets at a brewery and I see like everyone's welcome initiative or just things like that because it just it, it leaves me with that feeling of like cool, I feel safe and I feel protected and I feel like somebody has my back in the sense of if something goes wrong like they're not going to make an excuse of well that person just had a bit too much to drink and you yeah. know it, they didn't mean that or anything like I, I feel like it's the place I want to be because I know that yeah. this place has my back um, and, and it's kind of that same at the festivals right like what you're saying of like you've seen you've seen people get away with bad behaviour and that's almost kind of on a level of I think sometimes when you have the security in and it's third party security they're kind of like yeah we don't really we're not equipped to deal with this type of environment it's not necessarily what they deal with so it's almost making sure that that security staff knows what you're having that code of conduct actually going to help the security staff mm -hmm. to be able to say now i know what to hold people accountable for and what is and isn't acceptable and if you don't have that code of conduct then they can't act and they can't remove people and they can't make sure everybody is is as safe as they could be yeah um, so I think we're coming to the end of our questions. Are there any messages that you'd like to send to breweries considering doing a brave noise, uh, but they might not be sure if they want to do it? What What's your advice to them? I would say just do it. <laughs> um, I think enough. That's what a lot of people are saying <laughs> to us. Do it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we we as an industry. I think you know and it's as a craft beer industry i think we all need to just shout louder you know that we won't stand for discrimination or, or hatred or intolerance in our industry you know beer is for everyone you, you know it doesn't really matter what you look like or your gender or your sexuality or anything about you as a person in fact that's nobody's business but your own you should be able to go and have a beer you know wherever and you should be able to drink a beer from a, a brewery or a business that also believes that beer is for everyone. Um, you know, like I said, it was really great to hear the feedback from one of the bars who took part in the launch, you know, who said that, you know, this had started some really interesting conversations in their bars. And, you know, I've had some really interesting conversations as well in the last few weeks about this. And, you know, like we said, some people are not aware. So I think if any breweries out there are, are thinking about it, there's lots of resources online. Like we built our code of conduct um, based on one that was online. Um, I think probably shared by Brave Noise, actually. Mm. Um, it's really simple to do. Or if anybody wants to see what ours looks like, it's on our website. And I'm absolutely happy for people to like crib that and just change the brewery name and put their name <laughs> in it if that's the easiest way to do it. Um, and yeah, just, you know, all of our brewing schedules are busy and, and, and full, which is why it's taken us a while to get to, to brew, you know, but we committed to it, you know, over a year ago that we would do it. Um, and yeah, make time for it and, you know, make a great beer. But as well as making a great beer, you're making a difference. Um, I think I said, I wrote a blog on our website and I said, you know, every journey starts with a single step. We aren't, we aren't going to make a difference immediately unfortunately but you know if it only starts one conversation or it gets one person thinking then that's a win isn't it yeah definitely it's absolutely so so important well thank you so much for coming on um we will have to have you back so you can actually talk about attic properly um oh i pick a mix the other week and it was so good <laughs> i'm literally looking at an attic sticker on my laptop <laughs> 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 
I was like, I really like this sticker. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to promote other than the Brave Noise stuff? Like, we'll link to all of that. I'll, I'll add the link in about uh, with the with the blog post as well anything else attic that you want to promote right now to everybody um i don't think so just if you're in birmingham come and see us either in the tap room um or at the barrel store uh we've always got like a really great range of beers on and you can try all of our like core beers and some of our specials and stuff as well um yeah and i guess if there's anyone out there who any breweries that just want to talk about Brave Noise or want to talk about what we did or about Code of Conduct or any people who want to talk about starting a women's beer group or anything like that. Um, yeah, just reach out to me. I'm happy to, you know, help and support because, you know, we, we're all in this together and we need to help each other. Amazing. Amazing. We I'm all... definitely going to ask you about the women's beer group thing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'll, speak to you on, I'll speak to you on Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I'll talk to you this weekend. Yeah. We just want to look out for Kath's happy face at all of the festivals. We'll go and drink all of her lovely beer. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for your time. It's been really appreciated. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for much. having me. It's been great. Like, I'm going to say again, you're, you're nearly done. I'm going to say again, I love this label. Like, if you're listening, go and look this up online because it is gorge. Like, I'm super excited to add it to my Brave Noise wall. Look it up, buy it, enjoy buy it. Buy it. It's like, it's taken every ounce in me <laughs> to not finish this last mouthful so I can save it for this end part because, yeah, it is really tasty. But I don't think, like, of the attic beers that I've had, like, I've never had one that I've not felt like. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's really, like, really sessionable, really enjoyable really delicious and again i feel like every beer festival that they're there i'm always like and going over to attic because of the friendly faces but also because the beer is excellent yeah so literally got a sticker on my laptop <laughs> from the lap i think probably last year's london yeah it probably is before i got a sticker and yeah. i was wearing it on me and i was like the sticker's so pretty and then i put it on my <laughs> laptop because i really enjoyed it oh i do enjoy the beers <clears throat> very excited to have them back keep an eye out for that make sure you're following us all the places tori um if people want to follow you so they can find out when we talk to attic next where can they find you (laughs) follow us to see when we talk to attic next uh or you can follow me because maybe next april we may need to make a pilgrimage maybe we do maybe we do and do a bit of a beer trail so i always say these things though but then you know i have to go and do work stuff yeah but now it's like um, I kind of said it so it's like we have to sort of hold ourselves yeah but then I also said that I was going to go to actual Oktoberfest and I don't think that that's going to happen so I don't know we'll see um but you can find out if we actually achieve that or yeah like Joe said listen listen out watch out for when we talk to hopefully we talk to Attic next um I've got so many great questions I want to ask um just based off the first two minutes of the interview so yeah you can follow me on instagram that's adventures underscore in underscore optimism um there's a bunch of links to the different things that i don't really keep up with but if you do email me adventures in optimism at gmail.com i will see that because that inbox doesn't get cluttered with too many things so that's all good um if you do want to reach out to both of us you can email us both on a women's brew podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on instagram at a women's brew so you'll if you message us there you could get either one of us usually it's kind of me as a first port of call but recently uh, joe's responded to things first so i have you never i've actually know. been it's able to bag. it's a lucky dip yeah no i have not so i'm sure that will be reversed quite quite soon um but yeah 
reach out to both of us there follow us there and you can see what we're up to and who we're talking to next and um yeah it's exciting times joe where can people follow you if you want to follow me you can follow me at my beer school which is love beer learning and we are on facebook instagram x I've what it, twitter x whatever it's called now we, we don't really do it there so don't worry about it um tiktok and pinterest i'm pretty much on instagram so come find me there um or you can come to my website which is lovebelearning.co.uk or you can email me lovebelearning at gmail.com um i am thinking about doing a bit more blogging so go check out the blog on the website there might be some you know fun things happening there soon i think about it a lot and i don't ever do it (laughs) i think i'm actually going to do it though i've started a lot of blogs and thought about a lot of blogs and then i'm like should i sit down and do this blog and i'm like oh there's so many other things to do and then it doesn't happen so i wish you many more happy returns on that than thank you for me (laughs) but yeah i'm I'm itching to finish this let's go drink the rest of this because it's so super super good so So on that note cheers